Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. Hey everyone, this week I've got my best friend Malin Thompson on the show. Um, Forced, definitely not volunteered. Um, (laughs) Malin's a new competitor, um, but is not new to owning firearms. She's been carrying concealed, is married to a Marine, and her brother's also Marine. So she's very familiar with all of that. Um, So welcome Malin, how are you? I'm great, thanks, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I miss you, first of all. You know, you're so far away. <laughs> I'm excited though. Um, we're, we're signing up. This episode will be out way before then for the Endless Summer Blast at Dothan Gun Club, which was one of your first competitions. Yeah, the second one, I think. Yep. Yep. So we're going to repeat that. What <laughs> up the pickle squad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So bad. But we're going to be talking about that on this show, like her first experience in the competition and all of that. So we'll get into that. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun because we've had experiences. Yeah, quite a few, actually. <laughs> yep. And all different weather conditions. So as usual, when you travel with Kenzie, you get rain. <laughs> always, always rain. That's given. It's great. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I want to kick off the show talking about um, concealed carry first. So do you remember like what made you want to carry concealed when you were first getting started? Um, well, it wasn't really me. <laughs> it was more, um, my boyfriend who's now my husband, um, he wasn't around. And so he really wanted me to be able to protect myself and I wasn't against it. I wasn't really for it, but I just said, sure, why not? That sounds <laughs> And so that's where we are. Awesome. And does your family carry as well? Um, my dad does, and then and then my husband does, and my brother's not quite old enough yet, but I'm sure he will. So your dad was pretty happy when he found out that uh, Gabe was making you do it, ish. Yeah, yeah. He, he uh, we actually got our uh, our permits together. We went to the same class. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. We're gonna talk about that too. Um, so really, you were forced. Um, maybe later on, did something change where it made you actually want to carry? You know, later on. Um, I think I just, once I got comfortable with the idea of carrying for one, because it wasn't that I didn't grow up uh, with guns being an okay thing, but it was just not a common thing. And so it was like, I had to get comfortable with just the idea that in general. And then once I had that, it was like, okay, maybe this is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And has it gone off on you without you touching it? (laughs) No, (laughs) it's not done that. Exactly. Has it scared you anymore? You know, no. Not at all. It's been oh seven years, eight years almost. Isn't that weird? So, um, I actually just did my fingerprints for Florida permit, um, to to be able to renew my my permit because they issue non residence permit, and I was like, has it been seven years since I've been? Ugh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's almost time to redo mine. I'm not ready. <laughs> yep, you're there too. <laughs> Um, did you learn something about concealed carry that maybe like surprised you? And what I mean by that is, you know, how you got comfortable with it or how it wasn't even like a, you know, a thought in your mind about whether it's a big deal or not, or, you know, did anything surprise you through that? 
Yeah, I, once it actually becomes one of those things that now I feel weird if I don't have it with me. It's like a, you forget your phone. It's like, oh, wait, I gotta go back in the house. Hold on. <laughs> um, I definitely didn't think that that would happen because I, you know, it, it's kind of got that thing around it where it's like, oh, it's a gun. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, you're really, you've got this on you. And it, once you get used to it, you get comfortable with it. It is. It's just like having your phone or your keys. Like you just have to have it with you. 100%. 100%. And um, huh, did, did I give you your first pocket knife or did you have one before? Um, I had ones that were like hand-me-down ones. Like they were like brand new, like here's a, Rude. <laughs> it was just like, I got a new one here. You want my old one? <laughs> so. Well, I mean, and that's just, um, you know, it could be a weapon too, right? It's just as dangerous mm-hmm. as a gun could be. So, um, yeah, once you get used to having tools on you, like you said, um, it just becomes normal, which is important. For sure. So, uh, tell me something maybe that you wish everyone knew about concealed carry, like for new people out there, maybe people considering getting their permit, what would you tell them? Um, it's not as difficult as you'd think it would be as long as you have a good instructor. Um, (laughs) you know, and so I think that's just as long as you, as long as you go in it with a little bit of knowledge ahead of time, um, you'll be fine. Awesome. Okay. Tell me about your, tell me about your permit class. And, your, <laughs> and I want the full details. Like what was going through your mind? What did you think? All of uh, that. Okay. So we, uh, and my dad and I went together, we went to a class at one of the gun shows here. There was a hundred plus people, probably. Um, a guy got up front, spoke for a little while. Kind of don't remember anything he said. Um, and then they were like, all right, congrats, go get fingerprinted. We got fingerprinted. We went around back and then we got in a trailer and we took turns shooting a, a 22 revolver one time into like a little bucket. And then we walked out with our certificate and that was it. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so once I'd actually got you know, the, the firearm that I carry now, it sat in its case locked under my bed for six months. Cause I was like, mm, nope, we're not doing that. <laughs> so yeah, he want a good instructor. Cause that was not, not a helpful thing for somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. If you know what you're doing and you just want to, you know, have that step taken, I could see maybe that'd be one thing, but yeah, you got it. And, and we talk a lot um, on earlier episodes on the podcast about how it doesn't matter how much you know, you can always learn more. So, you know, classes are a good thing. Uh, education is amazing. And how did you feel uh, knowing that, you know, a hundred and whatever other people just did the same thing and maybe they knew absolutely oblivion? A little frightening, actually. And there's actually a lady that was behind me and she said, I don't really know what I'm doing here, but my, my, uh, so my son wants me to do this. And so I'm going to give it a try, but I've never shot a, shot a gun before. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's, this is great. <laughs> Jesus. And then it's a revolver nonetheless too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, okay. Yeah. Most people don't carry revolvers these days. It's good to know, but, mm-mm. and then did they even like let you open the loading port or the chain, or if it was a cylinder or anything like that to learn? No, I walked in, there was a guy there. He handed it to me. He's like, it's loaded. It's ready shoot your shoot your shot and then he was like all right you did a good job you can leave now and I was like okay Jesus Christ um my gosh so I wanted Maitland shows because I knew kind of the history right but (laughs) 
that is insane. Um, so when people, when you see people around, whether, um, in some States there's open carry, some are concealed and you can kind of see the print of a gun or whatever, you know, knowing what you know now about that class, do you really think that those people like practice or train or maybe know as much as you think they would? <laughs> no. And that that's a little worrisome. Yeah. A lot worrisome. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that instructor, uh, the certificate, I mean, is tied to his name or her name or whoever the instructor was. Right. So if any of you commit uh, a nice little crime with the firearm, guess who they're coming to? <laughs> <laughs> that guy not a good idea <laughs> no no not at all oh my goodness so yeah you, you were talking about instructors so um what made you pick up that gun in, in like six months or so um I it was a little this is gonna sound strange it was a little bit of guilt because it was like okay we spent all this money to get this and we did you know all of these things and I've got my permit I just need to suck it up and do it <laughs> And so I, um, I started carrying, it was a process. I started carrying it, um, unloaded actually, just so that I could get used to having it with me. When you um, say unloaded, you just mean what, not in the chamber, but magazine. No, nothing at all. Oh God. Okay. I okay. Okay. But I was like, I don't know, you know, and it was at the time I didn't really have anybody to teach me or to show me or just to be okay with it, comfortable with it. So I was like, all right, we'd gone to the range. I had used it. I just hadn't carried it. And so I was like, okay, so I did that for a week. It only took me a week. And then I, you know, put rounds in the magazine, carried it that way. Um, and one so, chamber, okay. or were you there yet? That would took a little bit longer. Okay. okay. Yes. And, you know, so that was probably another month or so. And I was like, okay, now we can do it this way. So it was just, you know, process of just mind over matter. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever take a class later or, or find someone to learn from besides me maybe, or, or was that the first point? <laughs> That, I mean, it, you, honestly, and it wasn't really like this intentional, um, I'm going to go find somebody else to show me how to do this better. Um, I think I came up to I don't know, a couple of your classes and it wasn't to learn it, but I was to take pictures for your classes. And then it just sort of morphed into like, once the class was over, you were like, oh, let's do some, let's practice some stuff. And, you know, we went out a couple of different times and, um, and I learned more from like 10 or 15 minutes than I had done in the whole class. And it was like, it changed the whole thing, just knowing how to like grip the gun properly and how to stand. It's amazing like what that'll do for like your confidence and just being able to being comfortable. Yeah. And uh, yeah, instructors, you know, should actually care about you knowing how to do all those functions on a firearm, unload and load and, and show clear. I mean, oh my God. So like if we talk about like when someone hands you a gun, what's the first thing you do? Typically. So like if I held, uh, had a gun with the slide closed, right. What are you going to check for? Well, if it's empty or loaded or you're clear right. it. Yeah. Right. And so like handing someone a loaded gun is, is not the best course of action. Typically you should hand it to them and you know, they load it or, um, even knowing how to unload that 22 is something that he should have taught. Right. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Loading it, lo uh, loading it the very least. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, and working yourself up to, you know, I, your, your experience was a little bit different, right? Cause you didn't have the instruction. Um, but once people get taught, you know, they really should just start out of the gate, you know, fully loaded uh, firearm because it's completely useless, unloaded hundred yeah. percent still useless, even with one not in the chamber. So like, you know, are you training all the time to grab your gun and rack the slide and be, get ready to pull or no? Right. Yeah. And I mean, it wouldn't even, you know, think that's honestly something that you can do to a point where it's going to be beneficial anyways. 
you know, you just, if you're going to carry it, you have to carry it with the ability that it's ready to go, yep. you know? And I think it, it is, it's all about just getting with the proper training in the very beginning, as opposed to just trying to throw yourself into it in the middle without knowing anything. But um, yeah, definitely not knowing, not knowing how to do things and not being prepared is, it kind of makes it a moot point to even have it, honestly. 100%. Because if you don't know how to use the tool, then it's worthless. <laughs> yeah. And it's neat though, too. Like, um, I'm glad that your dad and your husband, like, didn't force things on you either. Do you think, like, you know, if they had been forceful that you really even would want to, you know, pick it up or anything? No, not at all. And I, um, like, even now, like, I don't particularly like shooting the one that my husband carries. I just don't like how it feels. I'm not a fan, you know, and he, doesn't care as long as I know how to use it in the event that something was to happen, you know, and it was the same way with my dad. Like we went out to the range a couple of times and he's like, here, just make sure you know, like how it feels and everything. So you're ready. Other than that, it's not a big deal, you know? And so that's kind of how it's always been. Yeah. Cause it's a personal decision, right? Um, somebody can't make that decision for you to, to carry or to have it on you all the time. Like that's gotta be you. Um, so it's, and it's really important as gun owners too. I don't want to force my views or what I do on other people. I want to just educate them and hopefully, you know, they'll come along for the ride. I think that's really important. Exactly. Yeah. And in my experience, most people just don't understand and that's where the fear from it comes. So yep. once they understand, then they they feel a lot better. Yeah. hundred percent. So what, um, what gun do you carry? I know obviously, but I want you to share what gun and have you changed that at all? Or are you still carrying with the one that you uh, shot or bought that pistol? Uh, yeah, so the one that I, I carry is the same one that I bought um, like about seven years ago. It's a uh, SIG uh, P238, uh, shoots 380. Um, I'm wanting to get a Walther uh, CCP to shoot 9mm, but I can't find it currently. <laughs> um, so I still just carry, carry the same one that I have, but I also have a hunch that I'll even still probably stick with that one more often than not just because I'm comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's very small, so it's much easier to conceal. <laughs> so, you know, that helps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know Walther's are great guns with the grips and like you said back before, um, getting comfortable with your own gun, you know, being able to grip different guns, but like you said, you don't like your husband's gun, right? Mm -hmm. So how important is it to find what works for you? It's very important. I think I actually probably, had I known more when I went to go pick the one that I picked, I probably wouldn't have ended up with it. Um, after having tried so many other things now, um, the extent of me picking the one that I picked was literally walked into a store and spent about 10 minutes with the guy. And he's like, this one will probably be good for you. And probably. I was like, okay. <laughs> and here we are seven years later. Whether it was actually the right one for me or it just, I'm just used to it. I don't know. But that's, or they just need to sell a firearm at that point. It's been there a while now. I don't know. But it worked out just fine. And I'm, I really do like it. But I think had I known more or tried other ones or had, you know, guidance, yeah, very true. You know, because it's, it's a it's got its quirks, but. Yeah, no, and I like that gun. So for those of you that don't know, it's an all steel or all metal uh, frame, which is great for, for people that like that extra weight. It is small. It has the thumb safety, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has a thumb safety, which honestly with Malin, like she's trained enough. She shot enough. She still probably could use more just like anybody, but she knows that when she grips it, she's got to have that thumb on that safety to get it depressed um, to make sure it comes off. And so if you're not familiar with that, 
you probably don't need any external safeties on your firearm, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if yeah, that's something that you're not used to, definitely don't go to it. But if it's, you know, it's one thing to learn into it. It's another thing to get out of it. Like Gabe's, he doesn't, uh, my husband, he doesn't carry one that has an external safety because he's just never liked that, never had that. And so. Yep. That's the same way. You want to point and shoot. At least that that's the level, you know, I'm on. Um, so how did you carry concealed before <laughs> or before you met me? We'll say <laughs> <laughs> versus how do you carry now? How did Kim take you? <laughs> so um, it was always in whatever bag I was carrying. Um, it was never on my person. I never even had a holster for it uh, until I met you, oh, no. actually. <laughs> I know. Um, there, there had been times I had gone to like look at them and then I just got so overwhelmed by the options that I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. you know, and so again, it all goes into guidance because I didn't know and the people in stores try to help you, but they only know so much, you know, and so I um now it's a little different um you got me a holster actually that fits the one that I carry um and so that was kind of a transition into then carrying it from just in my bag to on you know my person essentially and um so now I've gotten to where it's it's not weird to me to have it physically on my body which was it's a big step because for a while that was really strange yeah um you know, so now it's on, I carry it on me. And there are times where it's still in my purse because my wardrobe uh, doesn't always yeah. <laughs> allow for that, but it is, it's become more of a conscious effort. Like, okay, where am I going? What am I doing? Yes. Do I need to have it much more accessible versus, you know, other things like just driving trick to my parents' house or, you know, am I walking downtown? Things like that. You know, it's, it's always better to have it easier accessible, but you know, because it's not always currently possible for me, then it's, you know, I, I at least have that thought process of, okay, well, where am I going? What am I doing to kind of at least help guide in that too. So, yeah. And at least now if it is in purse, it's at least in a holster <laughs> and it's, and it's not zipped up in a pocket. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I know you're still, you're growing and learning for me, you know, I'm naked without my gun. And, and that means if it's uncomfortable with belly band or an ankle holster or, or whatever, um, I do the, as much as I can, because you don't know, like your parents' house, sometimes actually houses can be like the most place that you're vulnerable, right? Because you're like, oh, I don't need it. All right. It doesn't need to be accessible. Those happen, but I'm so proud of you because I wanted you to share that, um, kind of journey from where you started, where you're at and what you learned. Um, that's huge been a lot it has yeah it definitely learned a lot and um it's caused me to want to research more as I learn and then as you know because I text you all the time I'm like what is this actually true because <laughs> people tell you things sometimes and you're like mm, that doesn't sound right <laughs> tell, me, tell me about the, the bullets that you learned about the rifle bullets with that guy <laughs> oh yeah yeah so we went to uh I don't even know I can't remember what store it was but you don't have to even name it yeah just you went to a store looking for uh was, was it two two three and then um and five five six and the guy was like oh well they're completely interchangeable it doesn't matter about any of those at all and I was like I I don't think that's right and because you know we had talked about it a little bit yeah um you know and you're you're trying to you know pass your vast knowledge to me but I was like he was he kept saying that I was like I really really don't think you're right and then I called you afterwards I was like okay you need clarification and you're like yeah no 
he was yes. dumb. <laughs> it's kind of like all all trucks are cars, but not all cars are trucks. Um, yes. so for those of you listening, two two three <laughs> barrels, um, shoot two two three. Now, if it's two two three willed or a five five six, then you can shoot five five six or two two three. So, um, if you think about it, uh, you know, calibers are different. You're like, hmm, they might be numbered differently because they do different things. <laughs> Just maybe, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Or, um, you know, you mentioned earlier is you don't always know what people know in the shops. Um, you know, most people need a nine to five or eight to five job. Um, most of them are probably children or just people who grew up around guns, which is awesome. Like I'm glad they're there. Uh, but most likely if you start listening or reading or getting advice, you're going to know more than the people in the store. So Learned. <laughs> talk about our experience together oh yes shall we <laughs> i'll let you tell the rest of it but i i will i was going in with malin um and malin listened to me go back and forth because they had the walter ccp that i wanted but i also want a revolver to teach my students huh, of double action being also single action so i was looking for a revolver that actually had the external hammer right and you and i knew that we had talked about it and i was trying to choose which one to buy because i only had a budget for one so what happened? Oh, well, a very a lovely person who didn't even actually work there. Nope. Like this was just somebody in the store, mm-hmm. like came up and he started, what well, he told you that that was too big of a gun for you to handle or something. And his so, old lady. Yeah. As a lady. <laughs> his <old> lady. <laughs> and so I don't even, honestly, it's been so long. I don't even remember what you said, but it was just like, who, why? no like don't don't give unwanted information like that like it's wrong first of all like you don't know who or what you know like can be can handle like you don't know what I've yep. used before a shot and we're you know it's yes it's just unwarranted information <laughs> that yeah. was wrong first of all <laughs> yeah did I ask for advice no. Mm-mm. and did did he know what purpose I was shopping for for a gun oh absolutely not <laughs> No, no. Did he know why I was trying to make the decision between two? Nope. No. So for all of you listening and ladies get discriminated against more than men, um, but it's not uncommon for that to happen across the board. Unfortunately, gun shops, your target uh, because they want to throw information at you, whether they're employees or not, because they know more, they can help. Here's the thing. If you're shopping for a gun and you know your skill level of recoil management, your skill level of what weight you can carry, maybe either on your body or like you said, in your purse, you don't want a massive pistol. For me, I was going in with the purpose of, I love the Walther, wanted to carry with it. And I wanted the revolver to teach. So it wasn't something, wasn't going to have that external hammered, you know, four inch barrel <laughs> revolver to stick in my pants. Okay. <laughs> God. So, you know, that's not fair. So yeah, all I said to the gentleman is that. I shoot 50,000 rounds a year. I'm a firearms instructor and um, he doesn't know what purpose I'm buying either one for and to please kindly not offer his unsolicited advice. Yep. Yeah. You have to stand up for yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, I think too, like, even if you don't, like, you know, for myself going in, like, I don't know the extent and the levels of things, but if I go into a store, I've gotten to the point where I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. And so yeah. I may not know everything else and like, you know, but I at least know what I've come here for so I can get that far, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. And you've gone in, I guess you've gone in by yourself before, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Right. You're at that level. Um, so you're, you're getting comfortable <laughs> with it, but would you have gone by yourself maybe when you were first starting out? Oh no. 
absolutely not. Terrified. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Yeah. What would you recommend the newest person do? Uh, maybe to learn if they don't have a Kenzie or you know, <laughs> husband um, that knows a lot of this stuff or, and I don't know everything and neither does he, right? We all are learning and we'll say, I don't know, but we'll find out. Um, what would you tell someone just getting started? Maybe. Um, I think ask questions. And I mean, cause even if you go into a store and you ask somebody about something, don't just take that, you know, as you know, exactly. And just, and then even maybe go to another store and ask and see what they say, ask multiple people and then start to see kind of what's lining up. Um, and then do your own research. You know, you don't have to just take what they say for gospel and just go with it, you know, and there's a lot of, there's just like anything, there's all kinds of things on the internet. So that can get a little sketchy, but you know, if you go, um, usually you can find people that are at least somewhat involved in, you know, carrying or whatever to the point where they can maybe point you towards someone too that's going to be like hey I've got somebody that's got the information you can go talk to them yeah yeah knowing what you know now um looking back like okay a lot of instructors for example the one I learned from (laughs) I won't even mention but she blew her hand up with a shotgun so that was first indicator of like oh good this is who I'm learning from (laughs) however it was necessary evil because she was only one that had the credentials to be able to get me my certificate to um teach so credentials could mean a lot, uh, just with the right person and credentials could mean absolute crap with someone who literally just got the certificate and never, ever shoots. Right. So if you hadn't known me or, or knowing, or maybe you're going to go take another class, what are some questions or, or things you might look for in an instructor, um, you know, to take a, take a class, um, consistency in, um, things that are, if I'm just like looking, say on like social media pages and things like that, consistency, what else are they involved in? Are they just teaching classes? Um, are they at the range all the time practicing? You know, do they compete? You know, is this something that they're solely surrounded in or is it just something that, you know, they can make an extra few bucks on the weekend for, you know? So I think that that for me is a real big, even without even talking to them directly, that's can be something that just shows you like, okay, well, there's, this is their life. Like you're going to know a whole lot more than, you know, that person over there who just really has no social media about it. They don't, you don't have ever heard of them before anything like that. And then it's like, oh, they teach a class. Cool. I'm going to go do that one. Yeah. Maybe not, (laughs) you know? So did you ask maybe what target uh, you'll be shooting at and how many rounds and what what gun? <laughs> Probably, yeah. You know, find out like what you should bring, shouldn't bring. Um, you know, like we. The, for, so for the class that I went to, that it really wasn't a class. Um, you know, it was just show up. We'll have everything you need, and which, while that's not necessarily a bad thing, having what you need. Um, is a lot more <laughs> than one round in a gun that you don't get to unload or load, you know, and shoot one time in a little bitty trailer. Like you're, you know, that's not the purpose of carrying. That's not how something is going to go down. <laughs> like, you know, red and, flag. <laughs> exactly. You know, and so, you know, my, um, my, uh, my grandma, she had taken a class and I think she had to shoot 75 rounds out of the gun that she was going to be carrying in order good to okay yeah. um you know so there was there's some different things that like that that are very important for sure yeah and no, I, I didn't know and I even honestly at the time I wasn't even 100% sure I wanted to carry yep 
So I think <laughs> what's your motivation for it? Like, don't just do it to do it, like have a reason behind it. And that's going to encourage you to make sure that you found somebody good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and how awesome is it that you got it done? So you have it when you need it rather than needing it or wanting it and not having it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the level of preparedness. That's just yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So switching gears. I really, I'm glad you talked about all of those things and we laugh, but it was, that's a nightmare. That's like, I laugh as like, I'm in fear. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I roped you in, I roped you in a competitive shooting. And again, I think at that time it was a, it's kind of like this episode. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, but I'll do it. Mm, but yeah. <laughs> Kind of. Yeah. That was, uh, where we, uh, showed up with that. And I think you actually had been asking me for six to eight months or something like, and you're like, come on, just let's do it. Come on. Sign up for this one. Sign up for this one. I was like, "Mm." yep. Yep. And I, how did, I mean, I don't know how I convinced you, but so for all of you listening, we went to, um, a CQB match. So close quarters combat and it had a rifle division, a PCC, a rimfire and, uh, AK, which was really cool. Um, and it was just two on Brown. So kind of like a three gun, but anyways, um, how did I rope you into that? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think ladies shot free for that. That's right. <laughs> so I was like, I don't have to pay for it. Okay. <laughs> That's Nick Brandt. Nick, if you're listening or when you listen to this podcast, thank you, sir. I got mail in there. Okay, but that's a great incentive because yeah. oof, I want to say, I know Morgan shot. Oh, how many other females are, did we see any other females that shot? I didn't remember seeing, I saw Morgan and then maybe two or three others. But yeah. I mean, not many. No. So it definitely helps um, if you want those lady shooters and out there is to, well, one, make it free. No, we don't always have to do that. Two, uh, have those friends try and bring them in, right? That's really, really important. It's not just females too, but like, can you imagine if one, every person that shot competitively or, you know, got comfortable with a firearm brought one person, that's an exponential growth. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we go to the match. Um, and you shot rifle and PCC, two divisions yeah. or three? No, three. Okay, three. Yeah. We were <laughs> day one. Day <laughs> one. <laughs> Tell me about day one. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, that was that was a f- Oh, that was interesting. Um, did it rain day one? I think oh, it yeah. rained day one. Pouring run. Yep. That was when I fell with the, the white rifle. Yeah. 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 So I think you, I don't know if you went first or I had gone first. I can't remember, but it was the, it was the first stage ever. It was with, it was with the rifle. And I think the only thing I remember thinking was just don't fall. Yeah. That was it. Don't yeah. fall. Like, and then you were like, all right, are you ready? And I said, nope. And he said, are you ready? And I said, nope. And you're like, we can't start until you say yes. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's do this then. You know, and so kind of ran through that. And by the time we came to the end of the day, it was a little, a little, well, we were soaked. Yeah. Um, but it was, um, it kind of transitioned from that. Okay. Like just don't fall, don't fall to, okay. What targets have I counted? What have I got? Like, where am I, you know? And so like kind of transitioned into this, don't fall, don't DQ, but hit all the targets and get to the end. Like, Higher goals. Higher yeah, goals. So I like added some goals as I went as opposed to just don't fall. <laughs> and what was your one goal? Um, well, 
yeah so i've got two actually every time i go to a match it's don't come in last and learn something new so and that's better than don't dq for all you listening yeah we don't want to dq but that's not like a, a a goal you should have yeah learn oh my god you learned a crap ton so you shot rifle what did you feel or like what did you realize maybe about yourself from like the very start to like the end of that match day um it well honestly that i was I'm capable of a lot more than i thought i was um because you know i never pictured myself doing anything like that um especially after like watching videos of like you doing it and then other people because like i tried to immerse myself a little bit into what this was going to be like and i watched different videos of people shooting some of them did great and some of them did not and i was like well let me just well i'm just gonna see what happens and so you know but it i got um i think what addicted was the word i used by the end of it <laughs> yeah a little addicted it's yeah. it's a lot of fun <laughs> it was it yeah. was oh my gosh i'm so glad you did that so okay <laughs> you got through the rifle portion didn't fall but who did fall so embarrassing but um leading up to that I forgot that part leading up to it what did we do at your house before we ever even went to the competition do you remember oh yeah we set up targets and dry fired for hours I mean you did it some with me but I did it a lot while you weren't here um so that that helped a lot just knowing kind of how to move because you don't learn that in any concealed carry class, first of all, <laughs> no. so this is a whole another level, you know? And so like just learning how to move, hold the rifle, like uh, your, your feet and like where you're standing and how you're moving your feet and when and all that definitely helped. And I kind of attribute that to not falling. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, definitely important. And you watch videos and I also went through range commands, right? That's a lot of those. Yeah, because they're important to know. Um, they should be consistent across matches, by the way. Not all rows do that, but you knew the basics. Um, so that was good. So yeah, we dry fired before Malin showed up. We went over rules and tried. There's a lot of rules. Um, I don't think we did this, but a lot of people should read the rule book before. I think I sent you at least for USPSA when we did that match, you know, where to find that, but read the rule book front to back or have someone that can give you the highlight reel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. definitely important because <laughs> yeah. there are yeah there are a lot more rules than you would kind of expect depending on yeah. which match it is and everything but yeah yeah because it's like an outlaw style run what you got have fun um so you then pcc was our second yeah, second, PCC. yeah. what did yeah. you think of pcc so that one was a lot more comfortable one i think because i'd already gone through a match with the rifle and then um but i've always just enjoyed shooting that so it was like, yay, I get to have this one now. Again, yeah. <laughs> and so that one was a lot more just because I was a little bit more comfortable with it in general. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, it's a, that one was kind of fun too. Yeah. Um, and then Rimfire was a lot of fun. 22 is fun when it doesn't jam, but yeah, we had better days, better weather too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all, it rained the whole time. I think at one point you couldn't even see, I don't remember, it's got those little barriers you have to be in and whatnot. Oh, like, the fault like, lines. Fault line, yeah. yeah. Like standing in a swamp, basically. And you have to like find it with your feet to make sure you're there. And, you know, the shooting the rimfire was fun though, because it was um, a chance to kind of figure out, be a little bit more, um, when it didn't jam, be a little bit more strategic, you know, because it wasn't quite as, it's a calmer one. <laughs> so, yeah. it, you know, it's instead of like, 
thinking, okay, about like recoil and things like that, you can think about more focusing on the counting of whatnot and making yeah. sure you're not missing things and stuff. So yeah, it's a really fun, much faster. Um, did you shoot the AK? Did I force you to shoot the AK? Yeah, <laughs> I did that a couple times. <laughs> okay. All right. What was the, fr- I don't know if you remember, so you might not, but I'm going to phrase it. Do you remember the one thing that I tell people when it comes to, if someone offers you gun, what do you say? Yes. Yeah. You say the word. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so. you, say yes. you weren't <laughs> right there. Maybe you were, I can't remember. Did I say like, what do you say to shooting this? <laughs> you just say yes. And then you're like, right. Yep. Come here. <laughs> I was like, okay. Do you well, remember how different like the AK was from, uh, your, your rifles? Do you remember like the difference in safety or magazine or anything like that? Uh, not without having them like visually in front of me. Yeah. Um, but that one was fun though too. But however, shooting that one, we I, like we just I think because with the guys where I think we're using that one yeah. in like one of their actual matches, and we just kind of jumped in and shot it like a couple of times. Yeah. It was a yeah. lot less stressful. Yeah, uh, we didn't have so the ammo. Successful. We didn't have the gun. We're just yeah. like, hmm, we'll try it. <laughs> Why not? Now I can say I did it. Right. 100%, 100%. And so, yeah, AKs have a little bit longer, like safety bar, um, and then their magazines, but we didn't have to reload in that match. It was all like, we had enough capacity, but, and we had the drum. I think we had the drum anyways, you, it's like a banana style, uh, magazine, but now you've shot four new guns in one weekend. Yep. Two days, actually. Just two days. Yeah, two days. <laughs> um, so how did you feel after the match? Um, outside of being flat exhausted um it felt really good like I was ready like ready to do it again honestly like it's it is it's so much fun because it's it's not just you know you go out and you you shoot some targets and that's the end of it like yeah there's like this there's a competitiveness to it you know you want to be good at it but at the same time like you just hang out with some great people at the same time and so you're hanging out with cool people (laughs) you get to shoot guns like is it there really much anything better? (laughs) You know? And so it's, it's just a cool, it's a cool, cool place to be, honestly. Yeah. A hundred percent. Did you learn something about yourself from competing? I, hmm, I don't know. I think I, I, well, I learned that I'm really, really competitive. Um, (laughs) probably more so, but it, it's kind of cool specifically with those sorts of competitions and matches and things because since I'm not like striving to be a hundred percent I'm just striving to learn more things and you know my goal is not to come out of it with um having been number one because there's some awesome people out there like and I mean maybe I could get to that but I'm not willing to like put all of that into you know to do that and so when I go I get to be competitive and I get to try really hard and I get to learn new things and every time I've gone, I've gotten a little bit better. And so it's, you know, building that confidence and, you know, kind of no matter how well you do, you still won something in a way, you know? Yeah. So you took away wins from that match for sure. Um, I guess, did that surprise you about competitive shooting? Like, did you think that like from the start that that all would happen by the end? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, like I knew that you did it. I knew that you went out and did it, but I think there's kind of almost just this uh, stigma maybe about it that it's just like a bunch of old dudes that go out and shoot guns. Like, you know, but didn't think that it would be 
first of all, people around my age and, you know, yes, older, younger, like there's this whole group of people. Um, but it's just, it's kind of a shocking group to be a part of that you just, you don't expect. And then you get involved in it and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Um, actually, and I'll skip around questions. What do you do for a living? And the reason I ask that is because like you said, you're surprised at like who's shooting, right? So what do you do for a living? Well, now I, I'm an office assistant at my church. And before that I was a full-time baker. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. And your, your bakery, and I don't know about your church, but your bakery is really supportive of you going to the mash. Oh yeah. And churches too. Like, oh, we actually um, brought one of my pastors out one time and taught him how to hold the gun properly and shoot and all that to the range. So that was cool. That was a good so, day. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter. They, uh, you know, what people look like or where they come or what backgrounds, um, you know, I, I don't look at male and I'm like, oh, she's going to crush people's souls, but you know, <laughs> you can shoot. Um, <laughs> So here's a fun, fun thing. Uh, we went out to the range and I can't remember if it was before competition. It was before competition. Oh, it was right? months before months before. This, and this, I this started you pushing me to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you remember the distance you shot with my rifle on day one of shooting this rifle? I don't, but I think you do <laughs> 600 yards folks, 600 yards. I was pissed because <laughs> because mentally right shooters typically are going to get in their head they're like oh my god that's far or maybe like i haven't seen that in a while do i even know how to hold for for 600 yards and so for like this shiny new person maylin she's just like what do you say is this supposed to be hard (laughs) (laughs) it's mental right so you were just like okay (laughs) yeah uh do you remember the distance for the pcc that you shot oh 150 yards, 150. 150. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, great, cool. So yeah. And that was with a red dot. So the PCC had the red dot. Um, mm-hmm. and then of course we had the scope for the rifle, but <laughs> really. Yeah. Cool. And that's when you turned to me and go, you're coming with me to one of these matches. One of these days. Mm-hmm. We're right. Yep. <laughs> I told you you were wrong in the moment. I was like, no, it's not going to happen. You're like, mm, yes, it is. It is. It is. And, and we shot. Okay. So then that was August, late August. And then we shot October. So we shined up for the end of the summer blast. And so we're going from CQB to USPSA, which is a little bit more rules focused. Uh, and you shot PCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of that match overall with those stages? Um, well, <laughs> so I think it, it was a little bit more intimidating just knowing that there's a little bit stricter there's more rules which isn't a bad thing um you just have to know them and i was still learning them yeah um, and then <laughs> was it stage two that my gun broke and we had to go find another one <laughs> yes um yeah. that's awesome though because what did that tell you about the community when you found a loner gun for the whole match like yeah. i mean that's just incredible because he wasn't on our squad he was just like somebody that you knew and ran down and you're like hey and he's like yeah it's in my car go grab it that's mr t tana so if you know him he is absolutely amazing really positive guy um yeah and he had this spare pc and i think it was like brandish new anyways we didn't break it didn't break it it lasted the whole rest of the match like it was just kenzie's that broke yeah that was a lot of fun though so yeah so you got this random rifle um what was your favorite stage of the mat that match do you remember I do. Um, and you're going to think I'm crazy. Mm -mm. Um, it's so there was one that had like this rocking bridge on it. Um, and, and now I hated it, but it was my favorite because it like added this weird challenge. 
It was like, okay, I'm gonna stand on a rocking, moving bridge and I'm gonna shoot things. Like, who does that? Right? Like, that was just cool. I don't know. Thanks, Drew. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. That was really cool. I mean, and people yeah. struggled because you had to actually shoot on the bridge through um, like square ports at targets, yeah. walk down to the end. And there's two far, far left, far right. So you had to get to the very end of the bridge yeah. without eating crap. Yep. And it had rained, of course, because Kenzie was there and yeah. it was, you know, it, so it was wet and it was a whole thing. Yep. What but. shoes did we learn to use? <laughs> Cleats. <laughs> Cleats are your best friend. <laughs> oh man, that was so, so fun. So <laughs> Um, without me forcing you, <laughs> here's a question. <laughs> would you sign up to shoot another match again? Yes, I would. Um, you know, I think it's easy to just not do it again because it's not like my um, goal in life to go shoot all these matches, you know, so it gets busy and things like that. But because once you get there, it's just so exciting, you know, and so it's like it's ready to go back and ready to do it again. And um, yeah, I would definitely go back. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, uh, and then talking a little bit, we're going back, I guess, with, um, getting your mom involved, uh, that was pretty emotional, which is amazing. So do you want to talk about that experience of getting her out to ladies day and, and what happened there? Yeah, yeah, we can. Um, so she like, I kind of grown up around guns, wasn't really super involved with them. Um, and I mean, I did too. We knew about them. Nobody was against them. They just, we didn't have them really in the house. Um, and so she came out to the, first to the first ladies day um or maybe it was the second one you had I can't remember um but she came out and she she didn't really want to shoot much of anything um but I know Ryan had come out and he brought a 22 so she started with that and um you know it was just this kind of emotional process of her getting used to it and being comfortable with it and it was really cool to not only see her shoot but to see her shoot well um (laughs) you know and then it was another ladies day she actually brought a friend of hers out and so you know like this process just like teaching and guiding and bringing new people and so that was really cool I mean (laughs) and um like mother like daughter uh Malin can shoot guys (laughs) Malin can shoot that was fun to watch so uh I'm excited to see your progress like you said even if it's not your every day gotta have it got to do it, get super competitive. Um, you know, you take your time, you get your hits and, and you have fun. So that was really cool. Yeah. And you don't get in your head about it, which most competitors, the mental game is everything. So we get in our head, we get fearful. Like we think that we can't do things and ugh, we just bring stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does, it does, it changes it a little bit if you're just going to have fun versus like, you know, trying to get top space and whatnot, but yeah. Um, it's worth it. It's worth, I think it's worth going at least once. Oh yeah. Yeah. What did your family think about you shooting the competition or did you show them the videos afterwards? Yeah, I did. So I think, um, what is it? My, my brother said, oh, that's, oh, that's strange. Okay. Oh, that's cool. And then my, my, I think my mom said it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And then, um, which this was before she had come to all the ladies, the ladies days and everything too. Yeah. And then my dad was like, oh, that's cool. I like yeah. that. <laughs> um it's definitely like you know it's a supportive it's a supportive group for sure yeah yeah. I mean we had Gabe uh again your husband uh (laughs) tasting resetting and scoring in the rain (laughs) for us and he wasn't even shooting he was just there to hang out like he was not competing he just was score yeah like he knows how to score and everything it's great 
Yeah. And it was really cool. Uh, most of the time. And, and I'm, you know, no, I'm trying not to be offensive on my show at all, but like most of the time, like women will come out. So girlfriends, wives, what have you'll be on the range and I'll talk to them and be like, do you shoot too? Or how do I get you out here? You know, actually competing and they'll come and support. So it's like probably the first time in a really long time that a, a guy, like a husband or, you know, like I don't see boyfriends coming all the time. So for Gabe to be there, to be supportive of you was yeah. so amazing. Yeah. I mean, and he said, he's like, I don't have any interest in competing. No. He's like, I don't want to do that. He's like, I'm just here for you. Yeah. So it was really cool. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, husbands, wives, whatever, spouses or partners, they don't have to have the same hobbies. You know, yeah. you can have your own thing to do. Yeah. So. Just be supportive. That was awesome. Um, we have to talk about the range snacks situation. Of course. <laughs> Oh I did this with Andy too. So Andy's our other buddy that we shoot with a lot at Dothan. He'll be on the squad with our pickle squad. So, yeah. so this is not rapid fire, but rapid fire ish. So regular or spicy pickles. Spicy. Spicy. So you like the whole pickles or the sliced pickles? Whole pickles. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Are we going jumbo? Or are we going to those miniature ones? No, jumbo ones. The miniature <laughs> ones the same thing. Out. Yeah. Um, this is the most important. Mount Olive or Vlasic? I mean, both. I don't really discriminate. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> love that answer. So yeah. Uh, pickles are wonderful. We have to have those. Um, what other range snacks do you have out there? I usually, um, <laughs> I usually always have Gatorade and Cheez-Its. Heck yeah. Cheez-Its. <laughs> Oh yeah. So, so good. So pickles. Absolutely. Um, wrapping all of this up, I guess. Um, could you imagine like, I guess where you are now, like, I guess back in your, if you told yourself, you know, at a younger age that, Oh, you would be competing and caring on your body and all of this stuff. Would you have believed it? No, I'd have told whoever said that, that they were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, for, for other people, you know, what would you give them like one piece of advice from again? And I, the reason I wanted to have you on, which is so amazing. It's just to have that new person perspective of competing, but also someone who has learned so much, what would you have done like differently or advise someone, you know, from the start? Um, with competing or carrying or both or Probably anything. Yeah. Anything. Say both. Um, I think it probably just would go back to, um, asking questions, you know, and not being afraid to get involved. Um, because really it is, especially within like, um, the competition side, there's such a good community of people that really just want you to do better, you know? And so it's like, even though you're there and you're on a squad and you're technically all competing against each other, like you're still there for each other. And so, you know, I'm always there as like the newbie and I'm learning and it's, but it's cool still to see people who want to help you learn the rules. So, you know, you're doing it properly and you're gaining experience and knowledge you know and because it's there there's that there's that respect that goes along with they'll help you when it's your time and then when they're ready to step up and go you know you just let them do their thing and so it's like you all still get to have you know the experience at the level that you can have yeah um and so just don't be don't be afraid of it and go with a friend because it's just a blast anyway absolutely yeah 100 percent so how, how has all of the shooting stuff maybe, um, like made you a better person or what has it taught you that maybe helps you in every, everyday life? Any lessons? Um, it's, well, it's taught me a little bit more patience overall, I yeah. think. Um, and it's taught me to, uh, 
believe in myself a little bit more because there's things that I never thought I could do that I can do. Mm. Um, but it helps a lot. Um, you know, competition wise, it's helped with just my confidence to carry, um, because it's, like if I can if I can hold a rifle and I can run in the rain doing all these different things, I can carry something on my body to protect myself, um, you know, and which is none none of which I thought I could ever do anyway, you know. But it's true, and it's um, it's just really cool to have seen the growth and just knowing that now when I see people, I go to the range, I can see whether or not they're holding the gun properly. And you know, there's been a couple of times where I've stepped in and I've said, hey. I can show you a trick that I'm going to help and been able to show them, you know, women specifically, how to properly grip, you know, what they're trying to use. And it's um, to see that change for them. You know, I, I went to the range one time and she, I saw a girl, she shot, shot the first time and she almost dropped it because she wasn't holding it properly. And she had four or five other people with her all shooting properly holding the grip but nobody was showing her how to do it and so you know to be able to jump in there and say hey I can help you with that is just really cool you know like I don't know all of these things and whatnot you don't have to know everything but you know just to know those basics to be able to kind of share that along and it's really really cool it's cool to be able to do that 100% I think there's a lot of people that um a lot of people that do the, the wrong thing or like approach the wrong way, right? A lot of people do it like, oh, let me show you, you're not doing that right. And it's like very condescending or it's very rude. And then they're yeah. probably never going to come back. Exactly. So when you can be a little bit more helpful with people and say, hey, do you want me to show you something or do you mind? I, you know, a little bit differently. And again, uh, it just sucks when, when their friends are there and then you would have to be the person that comes in and helps, um, which is really cool that you did that. But yeah, if we can impart knowledge again, I'm not a pro shooter and I teach, but I can teach fundamentals and basics, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can do the same thing, why not share that wisdom with other people? Right. Yeah. And just making people feel comfortable. You know, there, I've talked to a lot of different people that, um, you know, that kind of want to be able to carry or even just have one in their house and feel like they can protect themselves, but have no idea where to start and no idea that it's not as scary as it seems, you know? And so we'll go out to the range and I'll show them how to properly stand and to hold it. And they'll, you know, they'll shoot a few rounds and they'll go, okay, yeah, I can do this. And that's just really cool. Yeah. It's definitely hard to start. doesn't matter what it is. Anything new is yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> added guns and everything else. That's a little bit more intimidating, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. I oh, love it. Well, Neil, any other uh, final tips, nuggets, or thoughts that you want to leave people with? I don't think so. <laughs> awesome. Um, do you want to tell people how to connect with you or follow you on social media if they have questions? I mean, yeah, it's honestly, it's easy. It's just my name, <laughs> Mayla Thompson. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not cool enough like Kinsey to have a whole extra page. <laughs> <laughs> What's your Instagram handle? Uh, it's just mayob14. Mayob14. She's got some cool uh, pictures and videos from what she has done and learned, which is fun to watch. Um, <laughs> check her out for sure. <laughs> oh man, Mayla, thanks for being on the show. See, I'm yeah, glad you're here. See, yeah, it's been good. Awesome. Thanks again. So if you're listening, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, review uh, the podcast, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Reticle Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Reticle Up or 3 Young Kenzie.